Good afternoon, Tom Sox fans, and welcome back to Crutchfield Park for the latest edition of Tom Sox Today. I'm Eric Fenstermaker, and I'll be hosting solo today, talking about the Tom Sox matchup against the Winchester Royals this afternoon. Now, the Winchester Royals are a new opponent for the Tom Sox. You have not seen it all this season. They only play them twice today for the doubleheader, and that's the only time you'll see the Royals in action against the Tom Sox this season. But before we jump into this game's matchup, let's talk about some of the games that we've seen prior that we haven't had a chance to talk about since the last podcast. The Tom Sox defeated the Stan Braves on Wednesday in a very thrilling game. Trevor Candelari had a walk-off two-run RBI double late in the ninth inning to seal the game for the Tom Sox and put that team away. The Tom Sox have definitely had Stanton's number all season long and are now 4-0 against them on the year. Cal Stark also stepped up offensively with a three-run home run. Now, early on in the season, we saw Ryan McCarty pitch against the Tom Sox, and he was their hero, basically holding the Tom Sox in check. Ryan McCarty in this one did not have that opportunity, ended up giving up the runs at the end of the game to put the Tom Sox ahead for good and give them this win. Now, one thing that is a little bit concerning for the Tom Sox is the fact that over their last couple matchups, they have been out-hit. In this matchup Wednesday, the Braves out-hit the Tom Sox 9-7, and in two of the four matchups this season, the Tom Sox have been out-hit by Stanton. However, in the end, they've finished 4-0, so all's well that ends well, but it is something to be concerned about if you're a Tom Sox fan to see how these bats can respond because they have been a little bit colder over this recent stretch, as we'll see over the next couple of games recaps. Now, moving forward, the pitching still has been as dominant as ever. The Tom Sox registered 14 batters struck out in this matchup, and Brady Kurtner got things started early on. He started off with four innings pitched, three hits, two runs, two walks allowed, and seven strikeouts. It was the only walks of the game, and it was a season low for nine innings for the Tom Sox. They were able to really register a high amount of strikeouts while keeping their walks down, and that's not something we've seen all season long. The Tom Sox have struggled with their ability to keep their walks down and keep their strikeouts up. This was an opportunity for them to really show that they can keep their walks down, and they did. Brady Kurtner got things going early on. He held that momentum, and the Tom Sox rallied back and forth, back and forth, to overtake the Stanton Braves on Wednesday night. However, Thursday was not the same case. The Tom Sox took on the Harrisonburg Turks, and they lost that game 3-1, to one of the rare losses on the season for the Tom Sox, just their third of the year, the other two coming to Waynesboro and the River Bandits of Woodstock. The Tom Sox again were out-hit 7-5. That matches back-to-back games that they were out-hit. Now, pitching was a little bit of an oddity, and I copied the box score because it's something I definitely wanted to highlight in this, but Trace Bright, Ward, and Centalia all went for the Tom Sox. Uh, Bright and Ward both gave up three hits. Centalia gave up just one. But every pitcher gave up one run, one earned, a walk, and five strikeouts. So one run, one earned, one walk, five strikeouts. Odd to see all those pitchers having basically the exact same stat line, except for Centalia only giving up one hit. But the Tom Sox ended up falling in this game. Did not have to pitch in the ninth because Harrisonburg had sealed it out. But they fall by a final score of 3-1. to one. Andrew Ward and Chase Centalia stepping up and becoming new features in this bullpen, as we'll see a couple other guys make their names in this podcast. Logan Amos had the only RBI for the Tom Sox. Evil scored the only run for the Tom Sox in the sixth inning. Again, a low for the Tom Sox batting. It's been a little bit colder over the recent stretch for the Tom Sox, but I also think that that has something to do with the long stretch of games they've had to play 
They've just had a brutal last couple of days, 13 games in 11 days, this current stretch is. So the Tom Sox may be a little bit tired, a little bit worn out over the stretch, but they fall to Harrisonburg for the first time this season. But even though the Tom Sox lost, there are some positives you can take away from this game. Number one, you're going to see Harrisonburg plenty of other times. So this is not the only chance the Tom Sox are going to get against their division rival, and they'll have plenty of opportunities to correct that score and fix things against a team that they need to beat down the stretch to secure playoff position and ultimately to secure just team success and longevity over the season. But again, just three walks allowed for the Tom Sox in this matchup. Walks have been their kryptonite almost all season long, but the Tom Sox showed over those two games that they could really keep the walks down and allow this team to have success with other pitchers. So look for the Tom Sox to want to correct their pitching woes long term and keep these walks down. Now, as we jump to Saturday's matchup last night, the Tom Sox get back to their winning ways and win 10-4 over the Covington Lumberjacks. I was in Covington for that one. Definitely a weirder feel uh, with Covington Stadium, the football bleachers in the background, a KFC off in the distance, um, some stone uh, pieces and other quarry work out in the right field. Uh, Definitely a weird experience, and honestly, I can say that I was not expecting that from Covington, but it was a unique ballpark feel, and I did get to know some of the fans and talk with them, and they're some really good people. So I heavily enjoyed my trip to Covington. If you can make it out at least once, I recommend it personally, and that's just a kid from PA's opinion. But jumping back to the game, Tom Sox batters, again, still cold. The Tom Sox had just five hits, but the name of the game in this game was Walks. The Tom Sox were walked 13 times and hit by pitch four times, and that's how the Tom Sox were able to register 10 runs. If I would have told you the Tom Sox had just five hits, you probably would have been a little hesitant and would have probably expected to hear a much closer score, maybe even a loss. But those 13 walks and the four hit by pitches allowed the Tom Sox to have some base runners, and ultimately those five hits powered them through late in the game to give them a six-run win. Now, 10 runs in a game is the season high for the Tom Sox, and we did see a couple of players for the Sox make their debut. Will Safford made his appearances both at the plate and in the field, made a great diving catch. If you haven't seen it yet, go on Twitter. It's absolutely phenomenal. I was wowed. Really great play there from Safford to step up immediately for the Tom Sox. Carter Spivey, he comes in and pitches for the Sox. He should be a guy that immediately contributes to that bullpen. Look for both of those guys to have huge impacts down the line for the Sox. Garrett Spikes makes his pitching debut. Even though he's normally in the field, he got one at uh, got to face one batter in this matchup, records the out. The Tom Sox uh, dugout was absolutely electric watching this guy go. Everybody knew what was going on. Everybody knew the game was basically out of reach at that point. Spikes comes in, records an out. Everybody's going nuts and going crazy. Honestly, one of the coolest moments of the season for the Tom Sox. However, just as I played the positive card in the last matchup in the loss, I do have to play the negative card here. The Tom Sox did not register a stolen base, which quite frankly is odd for a team that, like Stanton, loves to rack up the stolen bases, but Covington made sure that the Tom Sox did not get one of their best features, and it'll be interesting to see how the Tom Sox respond today if they really make stealing the bases a priority. Or if maybe this is a trend to see long term, obviously Tom Sox have ruled with stealing bases in the VBL. So it'll be interesting to see how they adjust and try to capitalize against Winchester today. And another common theme for the Tom Sox this season has been runs in bunches. When the Tom Sox are hot, they're hot. And we saw that again today. Multiple innings, the Tom Sox scored a couple of runs. 
So they might not score at a spaced out pace, but when they score, you can expect the Tomsocks to score multiple times, and we'll expect them to carry that momentum into today's game against Winchester. Now the Winchester Royals, again, are an opponent you haven't heard much about because, number one, they're not in the Tomsocks division, and number two, you're only going to see them once this season. You'll see them for two matchups today at Crutchfield Park, and that'll be about it, unless the Tomsocks see them in the playoffs. That'll probably be all you hear about the Winchester Royals, but Ladies and gentlemen, do not take this team for granted. They are highly talented and one of the best teams in the VBL. The first pitch day at Crutchfield Park will be at 5 p.m., and the second game will start 30 minutes after the first one ends. Really not much time in between games, kind of enough time to catch your breath, go up to the snack stand here at Crutchfield Park, grab something to eat, some ice-cold drinks and some great food, and sit back down and get ready for the second game of the doubleheader. Both games will be seven innings in this matchup. So 14 innings of baseball for the Tom Sox, much more than your nine. Admission is free all season long for the Tom Sox, thanks to Carter Bank and Trust. So come on out. 14 innings are always better than nine. Watch some great Tom Sox baseball and come out for some two wins. But the Winchester Royals are a very good team, like I mentioned. They're currently 6-3. and three. They lost yesterday against Strasburg, but that's nothing to shake your head at because Strasburg is one of the best teams in the VBL and currently the hottest team in the VBL record-wise. So Winchester had a tough matchup there, played them close, a 4-1 to one loss. So Winchester will be looking to have some extra momentum and firepower underneath themselves and respond after a tough game against Strasburg. However, the Tom Sox can also capitalize in the same regard because the Winchester Royals did just play one of their toughest matchups of the year against Strasburg, and now to play the tough Tom Sox. So if the Tom Sox can keep their head down and use their momentum and build upon it, they should be able to have success against Winchester who was beat up yesterday against Strasburg. Austin Bullman leads the Royals batting-wise, currently batting 368 with 14 hits and 14 RBIs on the season so look for him to have a huge impact for the Royals batting wise in this roster however the Royals don't have their success batting in fact they're one of the worst batting teams in the VBL but what they do do is dominate teams with better pitching they give up some of the least RBIs and earn runs and hits in the entire VBL so look for them to really start on the mound with great success and keep that going all game long. Even if they can't sustain themselves with hits, they'll make sure that they try to keep the Tom Sox off balance so they can't get hits. And that's a double-edged sword for the Tom Sox because you have your great pitching going up against their poor batting, which would be a great opportunity to keep them off the scoreboard. But on the same regard, if your bats are cold and they can pitch really well, they're going to have the same kind of effect. So we could see more of a lower-scoring game than we're used to seeing here at Crutchfield Park. However, if the Tom Sox bats can get hot, that should be a major catalyst for them to get past a very, very good Royals team. And the Tom Sox also have the challenge today, as do the Royals, of how do you game plan for this matchup? The last time we saw a doubleheader here, it was rained out against Front Royal. We'll see that matchup later in the year, but it's a tough go for both teams, honestly. You have to go into this game knowing the gravity and the situation of it, However, you're also going to only see this team once the entire season, so you don't want to make too many adjustments and um, put too much time and effort into it because you do have other priorities. So it'll be interesting to see which team has the better game plan going into this matchup. Both teams need a win here. Even just a split kind of feels like a loss in a way. 2-0 on the day would be great for either team, especially Winchester, who really needs those wins. The Tomasox need them as well, but maybe not as much. So look for both teams to really come out of this with a 2-0 record. And again, neither team is going to be satisfied with just a split. Now, both teams have played some common opponents, so let's look at how we've done against both those teams. 
the River Bandits of a team that both teams have played. The Tom Sox split. Uh, the Winchester Royals are 1-0. Waynesboro, who we lost to 7-2 just a couple of nights ago, uh, the Winchester Royals are 1-1 one one against. So pretty even in both regards. This should be a pretty well-balanced matchup for both sides. So look for the Tom Sox to really need their best A game to get past the Winchester Royals. Quite frankly, if they played the way they did against Covington, it's not going to get the job done. You're not going to have essentially 17 free passes against a team. So if the Tom Sox want to come out and have success against the Winchester Royals, they have to start by keeping their dominance on the mound, and they have to make sure that they can get the bats hot right away. One of the themes early on in the season was the Tom Sox were unable to get going from the get-go, and they had to really rely on some late-inning surges to get the offense going. That might not be enough against Winchester, who likes to dominate teams 1-9 through nine with their pitching. So look for the Tom Sox to make an emphasis on batting early and often in this game, and they definitely have the power. I mean, we've seen it all season long. Ryan Dial hitting balls in the outfield for sacrifice flies. Trevor Candelari and his big, big bat. Cole Foster, Cal Stark, Logan Amos. I mean, it's just, it's an absolutely loaded roster for this Tom Sox team. Mackenzie Pate, Pierce Bennett. You can go almost one through nine, depending on who they're subbing in that day, too. This Tom Sox roster has plenty of talent. They just need to make sure they're getting the most out of it, and they need it in this matchup. Now, looking ahead towards the future, as we always do, ladies and gentlemen, the long stretch is almost over. You can almost breathe a sigh of relief because things are getting a little bit more spaced out. The Tom Sox have just four games over the next five days with the day off on June 23rd. I don't know about you, but I'm sure the Tom Sox are definitely looking forward to this matchup, as I am. Everybody kind of needs a sigh of relief, and it'll be a good opportunity for the Tom Sox to really reflect on their long stretch against a lot of divisional opponents some doubleheaders, as we'll see today, and really get a feel for what this team's doing. I think they've made a lot of strides over their first couple weeks together, and it'll be a good opportunity for them to build in June and July. June's almost over, but almost the entire month of July together. It'll be a good opportunity for them to really come together as a team, kind of coalesce, figure out what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, and how to correct them. I think this day off and some more time over the next couple of days will give them that chance to really figure out who they are as a team identity. The next four matchups that you'll see for the Tom Sox, you'll be jumping back to those common opponents. Stanton, Covington, Covington, Stanton. Those are the next four games for the Tom Sox. And don't worry, if you're tired of seeing the Braves and the Lumberjacks come up for the Tom Sox, Harrisonburg and Waynesboro will make their matchups more prevalent in July. You'll start seeing more of the games against the Turks and the Generals, respectively. So, don't worry if you're looking for other divisional opponents. The Tom Sox have plenty of them. 30 of their 42 games this season come against divisional opponents. So look to see Harrisonburg and Waynesboro pop up a lot more on your schedule in the next upcoming weeks. You'll see a doubleheader next Sunday and the following two Saturdays. Teams like Strasburg, Percival, and Mar uh, New Market, you'll start to see them pop up on your schedule too. So you'll get to see a lot of new batters, a lot of new faces coming up over the schedule to keep you entertained and keep coming back to Crutchfield Park. Honestly, as a kid from PA who goes to Penn State who's not familiar with Virginia at all, I can say the fans here at Crutchfield Park are top-notch. When you see people travel and go on the road, all they do is talk about how the fans just aren't the same at away games because I think Crutchfield Park really brings it, and I might be biased because I'm on the media and stat staff here, but I can honestly say that the fans here at Crutchfield Park come in day in, day out, they get into the promotions. The scoreless sixth has worked phenomenally 
Uh, props to Drew Goodman for that and honestly how he's gotten the crowd to respond to that. People keep coming out, even if Chris Long doesn't throw out the first pitch, even if there's in a bright, shiny promotion that people are enthusiastic about. They come out because they want to see the product on the field and what the game means to them. I think it's really cool to see the environment that Charlottesville brings to this team. And we'll see how the Tom Sox are able to make adjustments over the next couple of days and over the next couple of weeks as they ultimately continue to push in their division. They're currently number one in the South and have at least a three-game lead on everybody else. I have not checked exactly how many it is, but I believe as of yesterday it was three and a half, and it should have expanded with their win yesterday against Covington. So the Tom Sox have a decent amount of cushion. However, there are teams on the other side, like the River Bandits, like the Winchester Royals, like the Strasburg Express, they are going to keep looking to build on their success in the North and keep powering ahead. So if you're the Tom Sox, you have to keep your foot on the gas. Even though the other teams might be in the rearview mirror right now, anybody can catch up. The Tom Sox are better than Harrisonburg. They lost to them. They are better than the, the Waynesboro Generals. They lost to them. So any given night, any team can upset you. So every matchup is just as vital for the Tom Sox. No matter what your record is and no matter how good you're doing, you have to keep your success going. You have to keep driving and thriving. And that's what the Tom Sox have done. And that's what they're going to look to do against Winchester today. Like I mentioned, first pitch will be at 5 p.m. And the second game will start 30 minutes after. It's honestly a gorgeous day here at Crutchfield Park. The grass is getting mowed. The sun is peeking through the clouds a little bit. You can't get much better than this. 14 innings instead of nine. Great concessions, great fans, great environment. There's nowhere else I'd rather be on a Sunday, and there's nowhere else you should be either. Come out to Crutchfield Park to support your Tom Sox. Help them keep their winning streak going again and help them just get back to their winning ways. This team has fought through a lot of adversity early on in this season, and they've done really well. Come out and support your boys, and just have a great time. It's a great day here at Crutchfield Park, and I hope to see you there too. So for David Argo, for the entire media staff, I'm Eric Fenstermaker. Thank you so much for listening in. Have a great day. Hope to see you at the ballpark tonight.